Do the Bible School! Glad to be with you. Yeah, you're glad to be with me? Go ahead, say it. Just say it right out loud. You are? Excellent. <laughs> well, you know what I always tell you, basic Bible. This stuff is just basically Bible, and it's right out of the basically Bible book of Genesis. <laughs> so we're generalizing Genesis as we pop right along. And we're moving right along through this thing. I'm telling you, what are we? I think we're in the chapter 39. 39. Segment number one, as you know, we do the doodle. And uh, so I got my doodlator out here. You know what I just discovered just recently? You know, I, I always throw, after I'm done with it, I always kind of toss this on the floor. There is a reason there's a little tray here. <laughs> and I've been forgetting to use it. <laughs> so I'm going to stick that thing right on there. Yes, I am. I am too. No. I really am. All right, here we go. You guys ready? All right, as we do the doodle, remember, we're remembering a lot of stuff here as we do the doodle. And uh, that's 36, 37, 38. And guess where we're at today? We are in chapter 39. Notice the coat. It's all torn and everything. Right back here. That's Joseph's coat of many colors. And you might recall that Joseph back here is sold into slavery by his brothers. Well, guess what? We had an intervening chapter, chapter 38, and now we're back on Joseph. And in chapter 39, Potiphar is going to buy Joseph and then throw him into jail because of a false accusation his wife makes against Joseph. So if you're going to doodle this particular one, all we're going to really do is the 39. I mean, you can put the coat back here and everything if you want to, but just draw yourself a square, okay? And then in this square, you're going to need to go one down here. You need a bar down here. You need a bar down here on both sides of that, okay? And then we need two more bars. And then you need one bar across. Okay. This is real easy. I kind of like this one, actually. All right. So, oh, I forgot. We have to have a bar at the top and the bottom, too, don't we? That's true. That is true. All right. Everybody get that? All right. Now, this is your 39, obviously. Okay. You just color that in. And then this is your 39, the 9 part of the 39. Color that in. <laughs> you see what you got there? You got a 39. Now, again, you can get real creative if you want to. You can put the bricks over here like Gabriel did, you know, and all that. But I didn't do any of that. But you could also put the coat back behind here if you wanted to. But the big deal is the 39. Now, I'm going to tell you a hint so that next time, next lesson, you'll be right on top of it. We're going to take... 40, and we're going to do the same thing with the prison. We're going to add something to it. But 40, you're just going to have this side. It's just going to be the 4 is going to be on that side. But right now, just want you remember, 39. Can you see the 39? Now watch this. You guys are going to love this. Watch. Look. I'm going to use my little tray that's been there forever, and I just forgot to use it. <laughs> All right. So there you go. 39, Potiphar is going to throw Joseph into jail. Because his wife is not a very nice woman, and she made a false accusation against him. So, <coughs> if I were to test you upon this particular part, segment number one, I would ask you, what is the theme of 39? Jail. Joseph. They both start with J's. <laughs> Potiphar's going to throw him into jail. And can you doodle the clue? Clearly you can, because we done did. All right, very good. Let's be silly. Love this kid. 
<laughs> oh, guess what? I need to take my thing down, don't I? Well, see you later, buddy. That's when I should throw it down there. What do you call a lazy kangaroo? A kangaroo that is lazy? <laughs> what did I do there? I just, uh, is that an Italian accent for an Australian joke? It might have been. What do you call a lazy kangaroo? Well, you would call a lazy kangaroo a pooch potato. Get it? Doing, 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 doing. We got a kangaroo. Did you see it? <laughs> That's the pooch potato right there. You know, we call them couch potatoes. They just lay on the couch. <laughs> well, not a kangaroo is in the pouch. So it's a pouch potato. <laughs> go ahead. Laugh right out loud. Did you want to see the kangaroo come back again? Me too. All right, here we go. You ready? Watch. Now, pay attention, people. Here we go. All right. It's a pooch potato. Here it is. Doing, doing, doing. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, my. Simple things please me. All right, segment number two. That would be one, two. We're into number two. Make a memory right up there in the old gourd. You're going to stick something right in there, and you're going to make it. Make it stick right in there. That's where we're going to do it. We're going to stick it right in there. Here we go. All right. Here we are, the two people who we don't even know who they are anymore because Joseph hadn't got married yet, so they're just two random people running around the desert <laughs> living in a tent. <laughs> See the tent back there? All right. All you got to do is say each line five times. This is a little longer than last time, but I think you guys can do it. And Joseph's master, that would be Potiphar. And Joseph's master, that's two. And Joseph's master. And Joseph's master. And Joseph's master. That's kind of hard to say, but I think you got it stuck in your head now. And Joseph's master took him, put him into prison. We'll see that later on. So that's one way you can memorize it. Just say each line five times. And then add the next line. And then the next line. See? Okay. And then, of course, you know, because you've been with me long enough. If you can't get it that way, leave out key words here. Now, I know the first line. And Joseph's master. See, we've already got line number one up there in the old gourd. That's why we call make it a memory. Or make it a memory or... What is this segment called? I don't even remember because my memory. <laughs> but I know this one and Joseph's master. I know that one. Yeah, I do. Pretty good stuff, right? All right. For segment number dosi wosi, that would be two for those of us in the English language. We're going to ask you these two questions. Into which prison did Joseph's master put him? Oh, that was in your memory verse, but I didn't read far enough. You're going to have to go back and see it again. In what prison did Joseph's master put him? And can you quote the memory verse? Let's be silly. I love this next one. It's the dog. He's running after us because he can't wait to get another silly. Remember the wiener dog? I love this one. Here it is. There he is. Oh boy, oh boy. Another silly. I can't wait. Another silly. Another silly. Well, let's just get to it there, Fido. Have we named him yet? Well, I don't remember what it is. Here it is. What do you call a very funny owl? Oh, boy, oh, boy. I can't wait. I can't wait. What's the answer? What's the answer? That's what he's thinking in his head. What do you call a very funny owl? This would be an owl that tells a lot of jokes, and it's, like, really funny. What do you call that kind of an owl? Well, you call that owl hilarious. <laughs> Not hilarious, but... Hootlarious, because they hoot. Do you get it? I want to show you again, because what I want you guys to see is because he doesn't just pop up. He also 
gets a smile. So we're going to go back. Now just, everybody, it's good. Now watch the owl. You already know the punchline, so you don't need to watch this. Watch the owl. Here he comes. Ready? Watch the smile on the owl. Here he comes. Watch. <laughs> Did you see his smile? Did you see it? It just kind of whoop. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, what do you call a funny owl? That's him right there. I call him Albert. <laughs> but you might call him Hootlarious. Because <laughs> he's, he's Hootlarious. He's just, he's so funny. All right. Uh, enough of that. All right, segment number three. Here we go. Ponder a passage. See, we're sitting by the pond. We're humming. We're humming the past. Mm -hmm. I wonder. Mm -hmm. I love my little dude sitting in his little hat, fishing in his little pond. See that? He's pondering by the pond. Okay, here we go. Let's ponder this thing. All right, here's our passage. It's really a good... Oh, I forgot to change the picture again. Why am I so forgetful? Don't even pay attention to this, people. That's the wrong clue. Pay attention. Here, I'll do this. Watch. We'll put this one up here. That'll work, won't it? <laughs> pay attention to that one. Look, I'm even going to... See, this is saying, don't look up here. Look down there. Okay, anyhow, chapter 39. She told him the same story, saying, <clears throat> The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. Now, you need to get a little backstory here, because this woman is a liar. She is not a nice person. She tells lies. That makes, them, that makes a person a liar, and you don't ever want to be that kind of person. Joseph knew that that was the wife of Potiphar, and he shouldn't be around her in that kind of way, especially in her bedroom. And so when she starts making advancements toward Joseph, he distances himself. At one point, she actually grabs his coat and rips it off of him as he's trying to get out of the room because he doesn't want to get in trouble. Well, now she's got a coat. And now, because Joseph has not been what she wanted him to be, nasty, then, guess what she's going to do? She's going to make up a lie. She's going to say, oh, he came in here to laugh at me. And he left his garment because I screamed. That's just a lie. That's not what happened at all. Joseph was trying to be good to his master, and the wife was being bad. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife had spoken to him, this is the way uh, your servant treated me, his anger was kindled. That means he got really mad at Joseph. And Joseph's master, master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Well, that's our memory verse, and that's the answer to one of those questions. Which prison did Potiphar put Joseph in? Where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was in prison there. But the Lord was with Joseph, and he showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And so... Joseph starts working hard, and, and the keeper can see that Joseph is favored by God, and he's not a lazy dude, and, all, and he's responsible, and he's honest, and all those kind of things. And I think he's beginning to see through Mrs. Potiphar's lie. But anyhow, and then, so the jailer, he says, I, I like this Joseph guy. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. <laughs> so Joseph's a prisoner, but he's in charge of the entire prison population. That's pretty cool. That means Joseph was blessed by God. And uh, all the prison, whatever was done there, uh, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, that is Joseph, 
the Lord made it succeed because God blessed Joseph. Uh, one of the big applications for chapter 39 is to remember that even when bad things happen to you, it doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. And Joseph has been sold by his brothers. He's ended up in prison because of a lying woman, but he still has the favor of God, and so he still acts like it. And that's very important for you and I. Whenever we have something that goes wrong in our life, we need to act like Jesus would want us to act like. I need that lesson because sometimes I'm not very good at it. All right, there's the five things. Let me take this off. Well, I may leave that because I'm not sure what the next, what is the next slide? Oh, yeah, we can take this off. All right, the next slide is segment number three. And here are your five questions for segment number three. What lie did Potiphar's wife tell about Joseph? You got that one? All right, there you are. Screenshot all of that, and that way you can have those for the final test, because that's what we're doing. See, it's test prep. That means we're preparing for the final test. And here are your five questions. And there is our little clue, doohickey, that was supposed to be up here, but I messed up and didn't do it right. <laughs> let's be silly. Oh, let's take our clue day down. All right, here we go. Here's your question. What type of snake loves dessert? I love dessert. I bet you love dessert, too. But we're not snakes, no. What type of snake loves dessert? Well, clearly it's the pie fawn. <laughs> Did you see the pie fawn? Bouncing. They don't generally bounce, they wiggle. But anyhow, it's a python. Pie. I love pie. What's your favorite kind? What's your favorite kind of pie? You know what mine is? Strawberry. I almost said cherry. Cherry is what I get most of the time. Cherry is by far my second favorite. Strawberry is my favorite. Don't often get that one. But my mom will make me cherry. Oh, just, I love it. I love it. Anyhow, if you had a snake and you asked the snake what his favorite dessert was, the snake would clearly say it's python. <laughs> oh, dear. Segment number quattro, that would be for the English-speaking people out there, number four. Oh, we forgot to do the doing-doing. we got to go back because this is my, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is the doing-doing. Ready? Here it is. Doing, doing, doing. <laughs> the question mark, it does the doing, doing. I like that. So we're going to apply the why. This is the time when we ask ourselves, why do we even care what happened in chapter 39? Well, I'm fixing to tell you. There's a lot of reasons, actually. But here's one of the main reasons that I thought 39 was something that you should apply in your own life. Joseph showed him, uh, excuse me, Joseph, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. Joseph clearly was a man favored by God, but that I don't think in any way indicates that he just laid around and let God bless him. No, I think I think Joseph was a hard worker. He was responsible. He used the blessings that God gave to him. So here's my question. What do you think uh, God helped Joseph to do in order to gain favor with the prison keeper? Did he sweep the floors? Did the prison keeper see that he's the guy over there that's making peace and not causing a lot of problems? Uh, maybe he helped him with accounting. I don't know. But whatever it was, Joseph was involved, and he was doing good. And God blessed that, and the prison keeper noticed it. Here's your question that you're going to have to answer, though. Why is it always important to work hard and do your best? Even when folks aren't watching, it's important for you to do your best. Because there's always somebody watching, right? 
So why is it always important for you to work hard and to do your best? Now, again, I want to come back and I want to make a big application. Remember where Joseph is. Joseph has been sold by his brothers. Can you imagine how tragic that would be? That whole trip. And then he gets to Egypt. He's been the favored child. He's had everything that he has wanted all of his life. And now he's in Egypt and he's got to be a slave. So Potiphar buys him. And if you read the whole chapter, it says that Potiphar likes him too. And he's doing really good and puts him in charge of his whole house until the wife takes a liking for him. And Joseph said, I can't do that because you belong to your husband. And she lies. And now Joseph is thrown into jail. He's thrown into prison. At what point would you give up? At what point would you say, God, are you even there? Why are you, why are you allowing this stuff to happen to me? I probably would have, because my faith isn't what it needs to be. Maybe yours isn't either. But I want you to notice how this story plays out. Even in Potiphar's house, he becomes blessed by God. Then he gets thrown into jail, an innocent man, and he's still blessed by God. And by the time the story ends, we're going to find this guy back in a position even more wealthy and more secure than he ever was at home. Because God does not desert his people. Okay, It's always important for you to work hard and to do your best, because God's in control. And you don't know who's watching, and you don't know what kind of influence you're going to have on them, so always do your best. Always work your hardest. If I were going to test you over that particular segment, I would ask you this question, why is it always important to work hard and do your best? I think I actually told you that would be the question, and guess what? That's the question. How about that? All right, guys, it's time for our final joke. This is where we open the blinds and my hairball friend is there. He doesn't like us. Well, he might like you, but he certainly doesn't like me. <laughs> but he's always there. Here we go. Hey, buddy. How much money does a skunk have? And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't care, because I'm not getting that close to counting. <laughs> you ever been around a, a skunk? You ever smelled a skunk? Woo, dilly. <laughs> That's not good stinking stuff up your nose, we don't. Hoo, hoo, hoo. How much money does a skunk have? One cent. <laughs> oh dear. There's the skunk. He's clearly leaving his scent. <laughs> so how much money does a skunk have? He has one cent. And it ain't good. That scent is not good at all. <laughs> My hairball buddy doesn't like the joke either. It's it's kind of foul. It's rank. <laughs> it's stinky. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> All right, here's segment number five. This is the lady who loves testing. <laughs> is that the way you look when mom says, okay, it's time to take the final test? <laughs> Do you look like her? I'm so sorry. I don't know why you would be miserable, because these tests are not that hard. In fact, you know, as well as I do, that we've giggled throughout them, we've memorized correctly, this is not that hard. Don't look like her. Put a smile on you. Let's do that. Let's just do that right now. We're going to put a smile on her face, because she needs to be smiling, doesn't she? Oh, my marker. It's not... How's that? Is that pretty good? She's smiling. We'll give her some little cheeks here. <laughs> Do the doodle maker smile. Oh, joy, it's time for testing. <laughs> oh, Sonny, you're so silly. All right, here's your test, guys. 
There they are. I mean, I mean, how many teachers give you the test, Blake, right up front? Well, that's what I'm doing. And that's why I don't understand why you're like that lady. You ought to be thrilled because this is all right. Look, there's the questions right ahead of time. All you got to do is, like, answer them, and then you're, like, answered. You know what I'm saying? And besides all that, this old guy right here, he believes in you. This old guy right here, he believes in you, too. This guy believes in you. I pointed the wrong direction. I believe in you. And I might owe, and God believes in you. You got a lot of folks believing in you. <laughs> the cartoon Sonny, the real Sonny, and the God who's the best. There's your questions. Did you screenshot it? Here, I'll tell you what I'll do. You guys can watch me take a drink while you screenshot it. Love my water. <laughs> Thank you guys for being with me today. I hope that you learned a lot. I hope you're ready for the test. God bless you. Sonny Childs saying be there. Matthew 16, 26.